you guys sent me in a lot of questions the past couple days, and some of you sounded just very distressed, so I wanted to help you out on a few topics before the new year. We're not wasting time getting right into it. Welcome back to Voice Memos, everyone, and here is the actual finale episode of 2023. First one, what are some affirmations you use personally? I always have trouble coming up with some. I'll list a couple now, but I definitely want to touch on this more in an updated manif- manifestation episode because those go hand in hand. But some things I say is everything was, is working out in my favor. I am letting go of my past and what no longer serves me. I live my life authentically and freely, and I attract opportunities all the time. And then I have like a couple more about like love and like guys, but <laughs> I'll say those like, like I'll say like I attract the best of the best, or like I'm attracting someone that like respects and loves me, like stuff like that. How to be alone and independent. I checked back to April 23rd. That was my episode about, it's called Learn to Be Alone. So you can search that after. I go all into this and I talk about my own breakup and learning to be me again. So go and check that one out. I know it's a long time ago. You kind of have to scroll there. Next question. Are you, It's like late at night. So sorry, my voice is like this. Are you moving soon? Me personally, no, not anytime soon. I need to save and my job roles are constantly changing every few months. So I can't really move until I decide on something steady and I'm in one location. But once I tell you guys about my new job that I start in February, I'm only there for about four months and then I'll be looking for something else again. My family though, my parents will probably be moving in like the next couple of years. My dad's been looking at houses in like every couple of weekends the past couple of months. He's been looking at houses in like Warwick or upstate New York or different spots with a lake, just very random locations. He's just very set though on property and like or having a house on the water I think my dad's definitely gonna be my mom and dad would be living on a lake in their retirement but they're ready to get the fuck out of this town so I really can't blame them there and that brings me to the next question someone said would you ever move back to Ramsey or raise your kids here fuck no I will not start a family in this town or similar ones I'm pretty passionate about that it has its pros and cons of course I've met great people here I've also met terrible people here but you'll meet that anywhere. I don't want to get too much into it right now, but ideally, no, I do not want to raise a family in a place like this. What is a recent realization you've had? This is like pretty random, but something that just came to my head, it was related to dating and why I've been struggling to find someone I'm aligned with. And I saw someone and I was talking to someone and I was like around these people and in my head I was just like, yeah, you are just not ready to be with a woman like me. Like you are not in a phase of your life where you could be with me. Guys do not have much of an emotional intelligence in their 20s and I'm someone that is very mature for my age group and the context of me having this realization in my environment was just so random. I'm trying not to give too many details right now, but I was just around these people and I'm like, I said to myself again, like for a man to be with me, it requires such a level of self-awareness and emotional intelligence that scares them. People are mirrors. And since I'm someone that's so in tune with myself and my emotions and I'm very intelligent in that sense, it makes the guys I'm with actually have to reflect and look at themselves. And it scares the fuck out of them because none of them are ready to do that reflecting and do that work. It's intimidating 100% to have to figure yourself out. And I was talking to this guy and I was just like thinking like, even if we both wanted to be with each other right this second, we would never work right now because he's just not in a place where he's ready for me. He's, he would need a girl that's more fun and light and into a similar lifestyle as him right now. 
to be more vague and someone that doesn't require him looking inwards. And that doesn't make it wrong or necessarily bad, but that's just a different page that I'm on in my own life. I've done that. I've passed that and value and prioritize very different things. I'm very assured as to what I'm going after in my life. I'm the type of woman guys look for in like another five years when they finally have self-realizations and are doing doing that work on themselves. Like I offer a much deeper connection than I think guys are ready for at this age. A lot of them need something just more fun and surface level. The unfortunate part about me being five years ahead on that self-growth journey is that it's difficult for me to resonate with guys my age or be into because these guys don't even know what they're eating for dinner tonight, let alone what they want out of life, and I'm just on such a different page. So essentially, just the realization and the point was that I was just looking around and talking and then talking to someone else later. I was just like, they are not ready for me. It just requires a strong sense of self that they do not have or want yet. I think that's the point. They don't want that yet. They're not into that. And as you grow up and mature, you like start realizing things about yourself. It's just not inner work they want to do yet. (laughs) Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, I will be, what, 27. So I'll be moved out by then, probably living close to a city. I'm going to be making my mark in the food industry, creating new recipes and products with whole ingredients and less of that toxic bullshit that's out there. No diet fads or quick fixes. None of that marketing, skinny fad teas, whatever. I hate that stuff. I'm going to be in a healthy relationship with a man that loves me unconditionally and takes care of me. I'm going to let him take care of me, so that's more self-growth I have to do. (laughs) Hopefully, we're living together at that point and definitely traveling a lot. I want to experience a lot of new things with him. I'm going to host wellness events and create like a community that empowers one another. I want it to be like a very supportive group that lifts others up with dependable and loyal people. I want to encourage women to feel confident in their body and in themselves at all stages. And by 27, I'm going to be making a substantial amount of money with probably a lot of different sources of income. And I'm probably going to be saving then to buy my parents a bow. I've been talking, I think I like posted that on my like health account like three years ago I said that. And I still feel like that to this day that I'm going to buy my parents a boat. My dad is obsessed with boats and living on the water and he used to have one, but sold it when he had me. So I'm going to get him one again because my parents are probably going to be moving by water, like I said. Um, and I'm also going to own properties in different places that I'll just rent out, but also like different homes if I want for different parts of the year. But just for other sources of income, I think that's a great way to make money in like real estate and getting into that. Um, and other stuff I'm not going to mention because I got to let the universe do it. How did you go from a partner to a solo podcaster? I've literally never addressed this question, which is pretty wild because I've been in my solo era for about a year. But if you are new here, I started this podcast in November of 2022 with my best friend. A couple, like a month or two went by and she kind of explained how she was going through some things, needed to get herself back. So she took a step back. And honestly, we never really had a conversation about her returning. I was totally open to it and wanted to do it with her, but I didn't want to like push it on her or make it feel like a burden. So I just, it just never really came up between us. And I think we were just on very different pages and I was excited and passionate about it and I wanted to stick with it, which I'm so grateful I did because I love doing this and it makes me happy. And a 2024 goal of mine is to totally do a rebrand on here. So I'm looking forward to that. 
someone just sent in the situationships 101 i think it's called situationships and ghosting episode this was actually my most popular episode of 2023 and it was from early january i do have to do an updated situationships episode though so thank you for sending that in but especially because i've been reflecting about one of them specifically lately and i have a lot more solid insight and advice i want to share on it at a point this year a guy i used to see essentially kind of admitted to stringing me along and giving me the wrong idea, which so many girls know that tale all too well, a guy breadcrumbing you and love bombing you. So just fucking wait for this episode because I'm going to go all in on it. I can't wait. There are just so many pieces to unpack here that I've never really gone into or I would glaze over. But so this guy admitted to some things, not nearly enough, but it was a big step for him and something that honestly caught me so off guard. He's never been one to have tough conversations with me like avoid an attachment so he just shuts down for those but he initiated this topic and I was so surprised by him taking like control like that and being assertive I did not expect that to come up at all between us I was at like a loss for words which is so rare for me I literally said like I cannot find the right words for me right now but I knew we would have a conversation like this eventually like everything always comes full circle and I always trust that I'm going to get closure on things eventually even when I'm past it But I just expected him to do that self-work, like, in another two to three years because how he treated me is a heavy topic. I did not at all anticipate him to maybe start acknowledging now. Yeah, let me be straight. The words I'm sorry did not come out of his mouth, but there was somewhat accountability and awareness that he strung me along and he knew what he was doing. This was, it's a hard topic that I'll explain later on in that future episode, but It was something I struggled with so much internally. I blamed myself so much for it because I talk about these guys all the time and now I can like sniff them out a mile away, but he got such an unguarded and open version of myself that he gradually just wore down with the games he would play and how he would treat me that I felt like such a fool when I finally decided enough was enough. Like I was just so embarrassed. It took me so long and I was like, what is wrong with me? How could I be so blind? Like, he was never taking me seriously. I was like, you're better than this car. Like, you totally fell for all this bullshit. But for him to own up to a part of that, that was a big step because that's just hard to admit that you kind of fuck someone over. And it's not like him at all to let me see that vulnerability. And guys avoid that at all costs. But they don't realize owning your vulnerability is such a respectable and mature thing to do. Again, he's got that avoidant attachment style, so I knew he was probably going to wake up, like, nervous and uncomfortable about that conversation. I tried to send a nice text to him, like, kind of acknowledging and appreciating how he was starting to open that door and address those things, because it's definitely something I deserve. Classic me, always, like, looking out for the other person. I'm like, let me, like, make sure you feel appreciated for doing that, like, ridiculous. But he didn't acknowledge it and said something that just confirmed he was uncomfortable and unsure about the entire conversation, so... My reassurance did not seem to do the job, and I was like, great, he's, like, retreating back and shutting down again, like, whatever, I can't control that, I'm not gonna, like, push him to say more. Um, so there was a lot left unsaid, and I think it's something he has to sit with his own thoughts longer and maybe dig deeper into where that behavior was stemming from to begin with. Like I was saying earlier, that's a very mature and uncomfortable thing to do that not many people at this age are capable of, so... Won't hold on, hold my breath. I'll get on with my life. But I mentioned last episode how I never had more respect for a guy than the one time one of my situationships 
walked me through everything and why he behaved certain ways and projected that onto me. Granted, it was messed up what he did, but it was so respectable to me because it was such a raw conversation. Like, he just fully took the reins on all of it. It was when we happened to see each other out, like I had said. He was assertive and was like, do you want to leave and go on a walk and catch up? And we weren't flirting at all. It wasn't like a move on me. It was very genuine. So I was like, yeah, like, let's go. And then he was the one to say, like, can we talk about how things went down between us? And I was like, oh, God, like, this was so long ago. And he was like, I know, but I owe you this. And then he went through literally everything, like very mature. And I got to I got to clap for that. Like half the boys never acknowledge their actions, but he did wait a very long time to do so. But like I said, they don't mature for a while. So I still respected him saying all of this. And I won't give specific details on what that guy said to me, but it was like, I was insecure about this. And then this, this, and this made me anxious. I'm sorry you were the recipient of this. But again, being vulnerable and owning it is an attractive thing to do, to be honest. I respect it a lot. And then for at that point this year when this other guy like was starting to show that maybe he's taking baby steps to get there too is is eye opening. So that will be coming though early twenty twenty four, a lot more into depth about situationships and this specific dynamic. So get ready, baby. How to handle seeing your ex with another girl, please help. All right, I'm, I think I'm going to go in two different directions with this. And the first is going to be like if it was a messy, toxic dynamic. And the second will be like a healthier relationship, but both kind of like same points. This is probably going to be long. So I ta- I did talk about this in my September Q&A video. It's called like a brief Q&A literally. And I mentioned like how I handled seeing past situationships of mine, like with girls or like people in the bar or whatever. So... First, though, your feelings are totally valid. Like, this a thousand percent sucks, especially depending on the timeline of the breakup and everything. And it's literally such a gut-wrenching feeling I wouldn't wish on anyone. Like, I remember seeing or hearing about my ex-boyfriend seeing new people, and it made me physically ill. Like, like the thought of the guy I just spent, like, more than a year and a half of my life with even touching another girl made me nauseous. Like, it sucked. And then you go down this rabbit hole of second guessing everything and driving yourself crazy and like comparing yourself and wondering how it's different for them. And what did you do? It's just, it's a lot. But the first thing we're going to do here is stop romanticizing the relationship in your head because you're probably telling yourself how amazing it was and how everything seems better now when you're looking from the outside in. But it wasn't working for a reason. You're not together for a reason. And don't let that be outweighed by nostalgia and reminiscing. And while you're reminding yourself of that, why it didn't work out, I want you to think about, I guess, the how he or she made you feel, like, kind of that pain. It was not all sunshine and rainbows. Stop, like, stop thinking that. It's easy to see someone you used to love or care about with someone else and wonder how different they are or, like, wonder how good you used to have it. But he's not different. And I will guarantee that 99% of the time, he is the exact same guy pulling the exact same bullshit especially at this age because guys aren't maturing around here until they're very late 20s like I was saying not I think it's even pushed back later than that now but that's when I think they'll start developing that emotional intelligence and start reflecting he's not healing he's not hasn't done any self-work on himself he's not figuring out how to be a better man he's just moving right on to the next girl that's gonna let him pull the same games because you got tired of them wouldn't stand for it anymore So just feel bad for the girl because she's about to be on the same path as you. Your overthinking is going to try and convince you they're happy and he's doing all the right things for her, but he's not. He's probably a 22, 23, 24, honestly any age in the 20s, just a boy who still has no sense of who he is. 
I mentioned this in that Q&A episode, as I said before, but once you take the time to be alone and actually heal, it doesn't phase you as much. Like every now and then I'll see one of my past situationships out and maybe talking to a girl at the bar or flirting. It was such an eye-opening moment for me to realize like I internally just didn't care. Like it didn't bother me. It didn't phase me. First, I kind of laughed to myself because I just knew exactly what he was saying to her, like how this was all going to play out at the end of the day. I was like, I wouldn't want it to be me. He doesn't have anything to offer me that I'm looking for right now. Yeah, maybe once upon a time he did, but I've grown up, I've grown up, I've matured. I have different values now that I'm not settling for that same bullshit. If it was more of like a civil breakup, you ended on decent terms. It doesn't make it any more, any easier to see, but again, it's so important to actually go through the healing journey first and be alone with your thoughts. It's just going to make these parts easier to navigate. Someone that jumps right into another relationship or gets involved with someone else right away after a breakup, that just stems from insecurity. They can't be alone with themselves. They don't want to sit in their thoughts for a second. They're just going to delay the inevitable by hopping around. But it's all going to catch up to them eventually when they're going to have to actually self-reflect to get their shit together. And I think with the acceptance part, it's realizing you're capable of moving on too. It's not a one-sided thing. You're both allowed to. And if you're not ready to, that's okay. More power to you because you're going to grow as a person more and heal and develop a stronger sense of self, which is only going to help you in future relationships. I'm going to touch on this idea in a future episode about situationships, but also think of it as even if you're, you are supposed to be with this person, you have to grow separately first because it wasn't working right now. And maybe you have to see new people to find your way back together. And I don't mean that as an excuse to go be delusional, but you can't allow anything new to potentially come your way until you let go first. He can never come back to you if you don't let him go first. And something my therapist always tells me when I'm anxious is acknowledge that feeling and then allow it to pass through. I would just acknowledge myself like, yeah, I feel uncomfortable right now. This doesn't feel great, but like, I'm letting it go now. Like, what else is there to do? Why am I going to torture myself and self, self-sabotage by sitting in that feeling and going down the rabbit hole? It's not fixing anything. Next one. In the past, you talked about how your college experience was different than others. How did you handle doing what made you happy, even though, other, even though others didn't understand it? I'm currently going through the same thing and feel embarrassed and shitty, like I'm doing something wrong by not doing what an average person my age would be. So I mentioned some of this in my Navigating Life at Your Own Pace episode and the best four years of my life. That's what it was called. That was another one that I did last year around this time. But for right now, I'll remind you the importance of being unapologetically yourself. It is your mind and your body that you have to live in. So why are you going to sacrifice your own mental well-being by trying to go along with the crowd and doing things that don't feel right to you? I was so embarrassed about my college life for a while because... I wanted to love it like everyone else, but I really just was like miserable, honestly. Like I was so embarrassed to be coming home almost every weekend and that people were constantly commenting on it or asking why I was leaving or why I was back, but I was happy doing so. I was in a better mood and headspace and the right people just want to see you happy. If anyone's questioning why you're doing something that feels right to you, that's someone that's just not worth a second thought. Like, and I would flip the dialogue in my own head too. And like, instead of getting self-conscious when people were like, why are you back home? I'd be like, why do you care? Like, how does it affect you in any way how I choose to live my life? It doesn't. And I promise you, someone that is happy with themselves would never question or put down someone else that's doing something that makes them feel good. Do you journal at all? If so, what do you write about? I'm trying to get into it, but feel stuck. Yes, I do. I haven't as of lately. I was big into it this summer, but don't overthink it at all. Literally just write exactly what you're feeling. Like, nobody else is seeing it. It's literally just for you. It doesn't need to be deep or life-changing realizations. Some days I'm ranting or complaining about a person or something that happened. 
Other days I'm writing out everything I desire and how my dream life is going to turn out. In my really depressed phase, I would write, I would try and write three good things that happened that day and one thing I was looking forward to tomorrow to also try and like center myself. I don't do it as often anymore because I think podcasting is literally like my journaling. I tell you guys exactly what I'm thinking and feeling, so it's very therapeutic for me in that sense. But in future episodes too, I can provide journaling prompts to get the brain going. How to not lose motivation, how to become your best self in 2024. I'm going to make this an episode for you guys and then in the upcoming weeks it'll be a starter pack, so I'm not going to say that today. Can you talk more about manifesting? I listened to your other podcast episode, but I feel like I'm struggling. Yes, I know I've been talking about doing an updated version forever, but I've been compiling content and different notes and moments that I want to touch on, so I want to do it right, so I promise I'm going to do that too. What are the best pieces of advice your therapist gave you? I'm just going to list some from my notes. I literally wrote them down exactly from my notes app that I would write down during therapy sessions, and I'll write them off for you. So one, people can only meet you as deeply as they have met themselves. And this piece of advice recently showed up in my life with a past situationship, so I'm going to unpack that soon, like I was saying. If he loses interest, he wasn't meant to be in your world. Healthy men like to provide, protect, and please. When we're calm and neutral, we see things clearly. That's when you're your best, most productive self. Feminine energy is receptive energy. This was, I guess, like more of an affirmation, but... I wrote down, I did what I did with integrity. My self-worth is not dependent on what anyone thinks of me. I live and come from a place of integrity. When you are doing great stuff, it repels some people because it reminds them that they're not doing that. Like I said, people are mirrors, like I was saying earlier. You're not always going to vibrate at the same level. You're going to outgrow certain people if when you are doing the work and they're choosing not to. And that's about self-work and growth. What you can control is how you respond to things. Reacting is not always our best look because you're coming from an emotional place and you may have to own it and apologize, but take the time to get to a neutral headspace. Next question, favorite thing to do when you're stressed and anxious? I know it's cliche, but literally just move, move your body, get out of bed, get going. I always just feel like sluggish and anxious when I sleep in instead of starting the days with a workout. Go for a walk whenever you're feeling uncomfortable or stressed, just 20 minutes even, put on a podcast or listen to uplifting music. And I also like to clean my living space. It just helps a lot when I have a clean space. I just feel a lot more like inspired and driven. Last one. Here we go. How do you not let other people's opinions affect you? You have to figure out who the fuck you are. What other people think of you is none of your business. I remember a critique I got in my DMs from like a literal spam account was like, you only talk about yourself on the podcast. And I don't respond because I don't entertain stuff like that. But the podcast is literally about my life. This is just me verbalizing stuff I would write in my journal, and granted, I already had a decent platform and following that helped me convert my audience to here, but people are listening to hear about how I navigate my life. Like, what else are you expecting when you click on this? (laughs) Like, the description of this podcast is literally figuring out adulthood together and leveling ourselves up. The podcast is still sometimes a place of insecurity for me. Like, I don't always promote it or market it because... I'm scared of some of the characters that might listen. Like, it's scary putting myself out here and and people are hearing my literal most vulnerable and toughest moments. And there are some gentlemen that listen every now and then and pick and choose episodes that, like, they'll get, like, a good kick out of or something. And they share it around. They'll make comments to me occasionally that are not always the most genuine. And 
There was another guy that I talked about a situation that occurred between us, obviously without a name. He heard it and sends me a pretty rude text, and it did kind of push me off my game for a second. It had me questioning myself, and I talked it through with my therapist, and I think I mentioned this in like a prior episode. I don't remember the title of it. But she told me exactly this, and I wrote it down, and she said, you come from a high place of integrity. You're not seeing your own wisdom and beauty. You're letting shady characters dictate how you view yourself. If someone's living a better life than you, then we can sit down and hear what they have to say. Like, I quoted that. So, to answer your question here, the big lesson here is why would you ever take something personally by someone that lives a life you would never want? If it's someone that makes questionable choices in their own life, like, why would you let that opinion dictate yours? She said it best. Like, they were shady characters in my life, like, background characters even. They didn't have a big role. This is harsh of me to say out loud. I usually just think it. But, unfortunately, these are people that do not have much going on, going for them in their own lives. And they feel very unfulfilled. So, they're going to pick on people that have stuff going for them or that are actually finding their purpose. And I've said it before. Happy people would never put down another happy person. And now when people, like, mention the podcast in, like, a negative light... I just kind of like flip the narrative and see it as a compliment because you are taking time out of your life to hear me speak about mine. So (laughs) thank you for being a fan. Um, But I hope that answers all of your questions. I wanted to touch on those before the new year because I was getting a lot. But I'll link again if you have any questions or topics you want me to cover in 2024. It's an anonymous thing. I can't see your emails or anything. I kind of wish I could based off some of the stuff I was getting. So, reminder to please be respectful, too. Um, but I love you all. Happy 2024. And I will talk to you in the next episode.